Coming up on this week's episode of the Hogbeat Hour brought to you by Hogbeat.com and Rivals.com. It's signing week or early signing week, so I'm going to get you caught up on all nine new early signees, let you know who's enrolling early, and we're going to recap a little bit of what's been going on with Sam Pittman's staff and his hiring moves. Let's do it. Arkansas today. I felt like we got better. Um, we had seven sign with us today. Uh, every one of those uh, we're very excited about. Um, some of the we we signed three from the state of Arkansas. Uh, those three guys were all committed to Arkansas uh, when we when we arrived here, and uh, we were very excited to keep them. Uh, in our program and very grateful for their loyalty to uh, the University of Arkansas. That clip was from Sam Pittman's opening statement yesterday on Wednesday, the first day of the early signing period where Sam Pittman signed seven in his first class here at Arkansas. Uh, he sounded tired, like a man who's been working very, very hard for 10 days straight ever since he got here, uh, but he was clearly excited. Uh, hey, everybody, it's Nikki Chavanel, by the way, from hogbeat.com. I'm going to be recapping the first two days of the early signing period for y'all so you guys can, can get caught up on who's in this 2020 signing class so far. Um, First of all, the early signing period sucks for teams who have lost a head coach. Um, Sam Pittman faced a very short window to go see guys in home, and he managed to see like 15 guys face-to-face, so that's pretty good uh, given the amount of time that they had. It was probably more than 15, honestly. I, I don't have the number in front of me, but there were multiple kids seen a day for the entire stretch of the week that they were able to go in home to see prospects. Um, They walked away from an official visit weekend. They ended up signing um, three of the five prospects who were here this past weekend. So they were able to bring kids in, show them the program, and win them over and build pretty quick relationships with those guys. Um, the two that d- they were not um, signed this week were Marcus Henderson, offensive lineman from Memphis, who is signing in February. A lot of people have been asking me about him. The official visit went really well, but he'll still visit Alabama in January, and he has Tennessee and Ole Miss in the mix as well. So it's way too early to tell on him and where he's going to be going. And then Donovan Johnson was also here on his, on an official visit But he'd been committed to Virginia for a very long time, so we watched a live stream of him 
yesterday, and he ultimately ended up sticking with Virginia, and can't really fault him for that. I did think they would end up getting the flip, but it did not happen in the end. Um, so that was one little bad surprise, but other than that, the day went very, very well for Arkansas. Uh, it started with two in-state NLIs faxed in in the morning, uh, both Catrell Wallace and Jashad Stewart sent in their NLIs in the morning. Um, Wallace has been committed to Arkansas since um, September, so not too long, but he let his recruitment drag out long enough to where he could see who was really serious about him. He's a defensive end slash linebacker from Bryant, Arkansas. He's a 6'6", 210". Very lanky for a linebacker, but that's something that Sam Pittman said he really liked about him. Arkansas was his first offer. He ended up picking up offers from Arkansas State, Virginia, U, ULM, um, Louisiana Tech, Houston, Nebraska, Tulane, and Oklahoma State and Ole Miss. O- Oklahoma State was a very real contender, but through and through it was Arkansas always reaching out to him, and credit to Steve Caldwell for getting him on board. He's a three-star, and for now they project him as a linebacker despite his very tall stature. Um, from my own personal notes, I've only talked to him a couple times in person, but it seems like a very good kid. Uh, his coach over at Bryant High, High School, Buck James, said he's long, he can run, he's very agile for his size, and he's fantastic. Um, he doesn't mind being physical, and he doesn't mind mixing it up. Those are some big traits, especially for a guy his size. I think he has things to work on. He has to keep physically developing his body. He has to get bigger and stronger. He's got to gain weight. Um, all that stuff is is pretty much what we would say. I don't think he was really sugarcoating that. I'm not sure Wallace is physically where he would need to be to start or really contribute for the Hogs next season, but I think he's got a ton of potential, so a great in-state pickup there. Ketro Wallace was joined by Jashad Stewart from Jonesboro, so they got a state champ um, in in Wallace and Stewart, he played for a very good Jonesboro team. Uh, he's also a three star. He's ranked number six in Arkansas. At six foot two, they have him projected as a linebacker, not a defensive end, where he lined up mostly at Jonesboro. Um, Arkansas was the first to offer him, and then that was followed up by some smaller offers but then he got Kansas and Oklahoma State as well so those are two pretty good ones Um, I think he was all Arkansas all the way he committed in March of last year not too not too long after getting his first offer so he's been a hog the whole time he said that Sam Pittman uh, has kind of established himself as a father figure to him already um Here's what his coach had to say at him uh, about him, Randy Coleman. He said, uh, for us, it doesn't make any sense to move him off the defensive line because of how many explosive plays he has from the end position. Uh, but I definitely think he's a linebacker. He could play Mike or Will. His violence and his burst, I think those are the things that help him get after the quarterback, and he could do that off the edge at linebacker. Very solid pickup in the Jonesboro three-star, and one that uh, 
Pittman specifically said that they're they're going to work on him to get him on the field as soon as possible. The next surprise, and he actually sent in his NLI very early in the morning and signed very early, but he didn't pop up on the radar until Arkansas ended up tweeting out that he had signed um, Dominic Johnson from Crowley, Texas. He was committed to Missouri for a while, and then he ended up flipping on signing day and signing with Arkansas. He was a Missouri commit, so he obviously knows Barry Odom, who is now the defensive coordinator here at Arkansas, and he also knew Sam Carter, who is the new cornerbacks coach here, and he came over from Missouri as well. So he had some ties here. A family member of his posted on Twitter after he signed uh, because he was getting, I guess, a lot of crap from um, Missouri fans because of the way he signed. He threw off his Missouri hat and then unzipped a jacket to reveal an Arkansas shirt, and a lot of Missouri fans did not like that. But uh, his family member posted that I guess the staff at Missouri had plans to play him at linebacker, which it it looks like he could be a decent linebacker, but his spot was promised to him as a running back. And so he felt, I guess, that they were being deceitful. And Arkansas said, well, you know, we don't have a running back, so come on over. So he is a a three-star from Texas. He's six foot, 224. He looks very, very physical on tape. Uh, he he rushed for more than 25 yards, uh, 25 touchdowns, and over 1,300 rushing yards. So he played for a very good Crowley team this year. Moving on, the final in-state guy that I want to hit before the break is Blaine Toll. And Toll did something really cool. He signed from vacation in Mexico, so he posted pictures from, like, you know, the Mayan ruins or something, and that's kind of a a nod to Connor Nolan signing in Rome two classes ago, so I thought that was very cool, but Blaine told, you know, a lot of people question the competition that he plays down in Hazen, considering they're in 2A football, but you look at him, he's only 17, he's 6'5", 245, his frame is ginormous. He could put on a bunch of weight or he could stay lean and, and, and quick. He's not too, too quick right now, but his physicality is really impressive and his strength. Um, I think that with some really good coaching up, he could be a very, very good player, and he's one that you definitely have to keep in state. He's the number four prospect coming out of Arkansas this year. He's a three-star. Um, there was only one or there were two – four stars in this class in Arkansas and those were Chris Morris who moved late from Tennessee into Arkansas and ended up being a four star four star offensive tackle he committed to A&M this past summer and then uh, Jacoby Criswell who ended up maintaining his commitment to North Carolina and signing with the Tar Heels this past week he said that Chad Morris told him that he was going to sign his son Chandler Morris and he could come too but they hardly recruited him didn't talk to him very much so that wasn't going to happen um Blaine told back to him 
he had to prove himself a lot. He came to camp several times under the Chad Morris regime, and it took them a while to offer him. Didn't really know where he would play, given that at Hazen he plays three, four different spots on the field, including quarterback. Um, But Memphis bought in first, then Rutgers, Southern Miss, Oklahoma State, and then we start snowballing at TCU, Kansas, LSU, Houston, Tennessee. Once Tennessee offered, Arkansas really couldn't hold off offering or not offering any longer. Uh, He had some very real interest in Tennessee, and he ended up cutting a top five of Arkansas, Memphis, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. Um, There was, I feel like, a risk of losing him, but in the end, his family loves the Hogs, he loves the Hogs, and he wanted to stay here despite some pressure to go elsewhere. His coach down at Hazen uh, said, the big thing about Blaine is he doesn't turn 17 until next week. He's just a 16-year-old kid, so who knows what it's going to look like when he's 19. Uh, what's it going to look like a few years from now? Right now he's a DN, tight end type of player to me, so who knows what he's going to look like in three years. Yeah, that's the thing. You you have to keep that kind of player in state because <laughs> he could come back and kick your ass in a few years. All right, after the break, we're going to go through the rest of the 2020 early signees, so stick with us. All right, welcome back, y'all. I just walked you through the first four signees yesterday. That was Ketrell Wallace, in-state linebacker. Jashad Stewart, another in-state linebacker. Blaine Toll, an in-state defensive end. And Dominique Johnson, who is a three-star running back out of Crowley, Texas, who flipped on early signing day to Arkansas from Missouri. Uh, Moving on, the next signee yesterday was um, Keelan Burrell. I talked to his head coach yesterday, so I know how to pronounce his name. Keelan was a guy that popped up late, even though he had an Arkansas offer. Chad Morris and his staff extended an offer to Burrell on August 1st when official offer letters went out, um, as well as to two of his teammates at Helen Cox in Louisiana. Um, He is a three-star linebacker. He's ranked number 22 in Louisiana and a top 40 outside linebacker in the nation. So he is Donovan Johnson's teammate, who I mentioned earlier as a guy who Arkansas, he's the only one that Arkansas really missed on yesterday. He ended up sticking with Virginia. But Burl, his teammate, uh, he wanted to sign early. He had gotten all his classes ready so he can be an early enrollee. And Arkansas popped up with a, a re-offer recently under Sam Pittman, and he immediately jumped on that. And it was a big surprise. No one was supposed to know about it until he announced. But uh, the Arkansas recruiting Twitter account actually retweeted his signing time. So we were all like, hmm, ding, ding, ding. Um, I talked to his head coach, or his interim head coach and defensive coordinator, his team at Helen Cox, actually their head coach left right before the season. So it was taken over by defensive coordinator Jordan Sennett. He said 
Keelan came on the scene in 10th grade. He was ahead of his age athletically. His speed and size stood out. Uh, he's the best linebacker coming out of Louisiana this year, honestly. He can run a 4-4 at 220 pounds, so a lot of people love that he can put on weight and still run very fast. He's running down receivers on screen plays. He's always chasing down people on film. He's a super physical kid. That's what you want in a linebacker. So Arkansas needs linebackers in a desperate way. Uh, they're going to end up starting probably a former walk-on as, as a starter. So you got to get a bunch more linebackers in here. They still have Drew Francis committed as well. But when you, you add Burl... Toll, um, not Toll, Burl, Stewart, and Wallace. That's three that you just signed. One, uh, one of them's going to enroll early, so that really puts you in a good spot at least in a position that you really needed to sign players. Next was the announcement of Ray Curry over at White Station High School in Memphis. Ray Curry was back on the Arkansas campus. He hadn't been back in a while. I think he very much lost interest uh, in the program for a while, and then they started picking conversations back up with him in the 2019 season. Uh, But Sam Pittman and Brad Davis, the former Missouri offensive line coach and Sam Pittman's new offensive line coach, they invited Ray Curry to come official visit this past weekend, and he wanted to also revisit Missouri, where he was committed, just to see what the new staff there could offer him. But he said that Brad Davis is his guy, so everyone kind of predicted a flip happening here. But he's six foot five, three hundred pounds, uh, five point five three star offensive tackle and a number thirty prospect coming out of Tennessee this class. Um, He had a ton of offers when he was um, coming up through high school. Uh, His options kind of narrowed, and he ended up committing to Brad Davis and Missouri early on, but flipped on signing day and signed with Arkansas. He's the only offensive line signee so far, but Arkansas does have their chances. I mentioned Marcus Henderson earlier. Brady Ward is an Alabama offensive tackle that has a lot of interest in Arkansas. So there are guys available. They just have to continue working at it. Um, Curry was a really good pickup. He's kind of the prototypical offensive lineman that you want. 6'5", 300 pounds. That's really good. And then you want to keep that door open into Memphis. You don't want to close that back up now that Chad Morris is gone. Um Moving on, Miles Slusher, he was the big cherry on top of the rest of the day. He was the last to sign his sheet, and rumors throughout the day were that he was going to flip from Oregon, but not to Arkansas. Nebraska was very confident that they were going to win him over. But he ended up calling Sam Pittman at almost midnight the night before signing day, and he ended up choosing Arkansas after officially visiting here this past weekend as well. Uh, That was a real nail-biter. I was honestly convinced because of how confident the Nebraska people were about uh, his signing that I almost didn't finish my commitment story for him. But then I was like, you know what? It's signing day. Crazy things happen. So I finished the story. Um, 
He said he really likes Sam Pittman. He was responsible for kind of getting him offered at Georgia because uh, Sam Pittman was recruiting his teammate Andrew Rame at the time, one of the top offensive tackles in the country. And he saw Miles Slusher and told the Georgia staff about him and got him an offer. So he is the only four-star by rivals. Um, he's the only four-star in the class right now. Um, he's a safety out of Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And you absolutely want to continue recruiting Oklahoma because the University of Oklahoma will pass on a lot of these kids and they're still pretty good. So he's six foot, I want to say 180. His profile still says 175, but that was probably from a while ago. Uh, he's he's very competitive. He had a couple injuries this past year. He's still got a cast on his right hand, I believe, that he got um, injured during playoffs with. So he'll have to heal that up for about five more weeks, and then he'll be ready to contribute during spring because he is the other early enrollee. When we come back... I'm going to catch you guys up on what went down today, the second day of the National Early Signing Period. There was one surprise and then another not-so-much surprise. So stay with us. I'll continue catching you up on all the Early Signing Day activity. Okay, y'all, we're moving fast. Have you... Have you got all that? We've moved through all seven of the day one early signees, and we are now at Thursday morning, so the start of day two. Um, everyone knew that Memphis two-way athlete Darren Turner was going to make his decision between Arkansas, Alabama, Miami, Tennessee, and someone else at 12.30 to 1.30, so everyone was tuned into that, but little did they know they were going to get a nice junior college surprise before his announcement. Julius Coates from East Mississippi Community College, one of the last chance U uh, schools that they did. Um, he is a defensive end. He's a sophomore. So he's been through three years of junior college now. So he's going to be a, a two to play two. He reached out to me, thankfully, on Wednesday night and told me he was going to sign. Arkansas had just re-offered him on the 17th. So two days ago, Arkansas reached back out and they were like, hey, we want you here. Um, And even though he had just taken visits to Oregon and Nebraska, he decided to commit and sign with Arkansas sight unseen. He just graduated from EMCC, so he'll be an early enrollee, which is fantastic for Arkansas. So that makes four early enrollees, Miles Slusher, Blaine Toll, um, Keelan Burrell, and Julius Coates. Coates is six foot seven, two hundred seventy pounds. He might be six six, but he's got that you know flat top that makes it a little bit taller. Um, he was originally a tight end at um, what's Ellsworth Community College. It's in Iowa Falls. Um, so he was a tight end. He only had eight receptions for 62 yards his first year. He was able to save that year, and he ended up deciding to try being a defensive lineman given his size. Uh, He wanted to make that switch, and East Mississippi offered him to go play there. He moved, and um, he showed out at EMCC. He racked up 30 tackles, six sacks, 
um, like nine tackles for loss, and then he had two uh, forced fumbles and scooping scores in back-to-back games. So he picked up a bunch of attention, um, including offers from Colorado, uh, Maryland, New Mexico, ULL, Western Kentucky. So initially it was just the group of five schools offering him. He committed to Colorado, took an official visit there and committed. But then in December, when he started picking up the bigger offers, like from Oregon and Nebraska and Maryland and Arkansas, he decided to decommit and uh, he decided to pick Arkansas. He said, I trust in Coach Pittman and where he can take this program. He's building a great staff, and I know I'll be in good hands at Arkansas. I've wanted to play in the SEC for a long time, and the opportunity I have with the Razorbacks is a great one. So that is fantastic. Um, That was a big surprise. Like I said, he's 6'7". He's a three-star on Rivals. He was a two-star before, but he was due for a, a bump given how he played this past year. He's got nice length and athleticism. I think that, you know, to make that smooth switch from tight end to defensive end, that's not that easy to do, but he does it, and he's pretty good at it. So it, it's, it's going to be exciting to see what he can do given the short amount of time that he'll have to do it. And then Darren Turner... He had five hats on the table. During the signing, he decided to pick up the Tennessee hat. He quickly puts it back down, then picks up the Arkansas hat, puts it on, uh, calls the Hogs, just like he did in the commitment video I made him that I thought might go to waste, but it did not. So that was very exciting. Um, He wants to be a receiver. He's 6'3", about 210 pounds now, but... He's also very good at safety. He had five picks his senior year, even though his squad wasn't having a very good season over at Central High School. But he's still a 5.73 star. Um, I think 247 has him as a four star, but it's a toss-up there. He's the number 16 prospect coming out of Tennessee this year and the um, number 14 ranked athlete. So... He's a pretty good get for Arkansas. He said that he really wanted to play with Shamar Nash, which was a big part of getting him on board the first time around anyways. And he likes the coaching staff. He looked like he had a very good time with Sam Pittman on his official visit this past weekend. They kind of solidified his thoughts. I mean, Arkansas doesn't have an offensive coordinator yet, but they did retain Justin Stepp, who was a big part of recruiting him the first time around. So... Uh, the only knock I I think about against Turner is he he's not the fastest guy, but he's got a great frame. Um, he boxes out defenders to get the ball. Um, he's got very he 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 moves smoothly. He's just not too quick. He'll have to improve his footwork, but I think with some really good coaching that he'll get here at Arkansas, he should be a very good player here. So that's nine early signees for Arkansas. That is very good given that Sam Pittman just had nine days to go out on the road and find these kids and tell them how much he wanted them to come to Arkansas. And that's on top of trying to find a coaching staff. Nationally, Arkansas is ranked 71st. Um, They are now tied with, I think it's um, Missouri and someone else not too bad so it's really just about 
um, quantity. Like Missouri also had a coaching change, so they lost some commits. Uh, some commits wanted to wait out this early signing day and kind of see how things go. So 71, all things considered, is not terrible. Um, Virginia Tech only is ranked 71 with 14 commits. So other schools are definitely, you know, struggling as well. But Arkansas has two months left to bring recruits in. Uh, Sam Pittman mentioned that he's got 10 prospects that he plans to bring in for official visits the first weekend in January that you can. Um, 10 official visitors at once is going to be a lot to handle, but hopefully he'll have a full recruiting staff by then. A lot of people are curious about the three um, unsigned commits. As far as we are aware, their scholarship offers still stand. Perhaps the staff didn't push them to sign early. Um, Maybe they wanted to bring them back to campus to visit or something. So not totally sure what's going on there, but that's Mike Harris from um, Central High School in Phoenix City, Alabama. He is a former teammate of current Razorback Monte Spivey. He's a six foot, hundred seventy five pound um, safety, uh, a three star. I I like Mike Harris. I think he would be a good fit here. They went to see him in home, so I hope they keep him in the class. And then there are two kids out of Knoxville West High School in Knoxville, Tennessee. Five point five star, um, five point five. Rating three star linebacker Drew Francis and two star defensive end Tyrese Edwards. I think I think Tyrese is underrated there at two star, but um, because I heard he had a pretty good year over at Knoxville West. But he's six two two forty and Francis is six three two hundred. So Edwards is a bit short, I guess, for the position. But he's already two forty, so you don't have to put on too much more weight on him um so that makes you know 12 total commits and signees well 12 commits nine signees they're ranked 71st they're now tied with missouri so they're not technically at you know last in the sec anymore but they are definitely behind a lot of other teams um around the sec there were a lot of good recruiting classes but then a lot of teams suffered you know flips I think LSU had um, three losses on signing day so you take the good with the bad I guess but they're still ranked second in the SEC Alabama is first Georgia is third Texas A&M is fourth Florida is fifth Auburn is sixth Tennessee is seventh Tennessee had a really good day they've got 13 four stars committed they typically do Less with more, though, unfortunately. Um, Kentucky is ranked 8th, South Carolina 9th, Mississippi State 10th, Ole Miss 11th. They have 17 commits. They managed to hold on to a good number when Lane Kiffin came in because they hired or fired and hired pretty quickly. They had that advantage. And then Vanderbilt is 12th with 17 um, commits. So, Arkansas and Missouri, they're at the bottom because they only have 12 and 11, and that greatly impacts your total score. If you want to learn how to put all these together, all these scores together, there is a page on Rivals. Type in 
rivals rankings formula on Google, and you can find that every st- every um, rating has a point number assigned to it, and you just add them up. So it's not too tough. You only take the first 20 commits, which doesn't really apply for Arkansas at the moment, but you if you have a class of 25, you take the the 20, the 20 highest rated players and you add all those scores up. So that's how that's done. A lot of people, you know, if I say the class is ranked 71st and then 247 says it's ranked 58th, it's just because, you know, 247 has one more player ranked as a four-star. That's just how it goes. You don't know how it'll be by signing day. But this is pretty much as expected. Um, Arkansas's 2018 class that Chad Morris also had a short, a very, very short recruiting cycle. They finished 61st. And Arkansas looks like they're going to finish a lot better than that. So overall, a very hopeful signing day for Arkansas despite a very short turnaround. Um, Hunter Year Tech's goal was to give Sam Pittman as long of a runway as possible up to signing day. It didn't really happen, but I think overall they did about as good as could have been expected and maybe even better than that considering they flipped three prospects, two away from Missouri, and one four-star away from Oregon. So really good signing day. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about hoops and about Sam Pittman's new hires on his staff. Right, so this is very timely. As I am beginning to record this segment, Arkansas just sent out their official release. Uh, if you follow Hogbeat or you are a member of the Twitterverse, you probably already know this, but Sam Pittman hired two assistants this week. Um, that is Sam Carter and Ryan Rhodes. So Sam Carter is the new cornerbacks coach and Ryan Rhodes is the new linebackers coach, which we thought Barry Odom would be, but actually thinking that he's going to be the safeties coach. Um, So Carter, he was a defensive quality control coach and analyst uh, under Barry Odom, the new Uh, defensive coordinator now at Arkansas, former Missouri head coach. Um, So Carter has coached underneath Barry Odom before. So I kind of trust Odom on this hire. Carter is very young. He was a safety at TCU. He was an all Big 12 safety, uh, a New Orleans native. Um, So that's nice for recruiting ties. But uh, while he was at Missouri, the Tigers were very good on defense. Obviously, they were only giving up 179 yards per game, and um, opponents were only completing 50% of catches. So the secondary was really good as well. And then Ryan Rhodes, he uh, has not coached at the FBS level before because he's been a JUCO head coach for 14 years. He went back to his alma mater where he played under Sam Pittman in 1993, uh, Hutchinson CC JUCO um, in Kansas. So he um, moved there after turning around Fort Scott uh, CC and at Hutchinson. 
he has made uh, that program one of the strongest, and he continually churns out uh, Division One prospects. So uh, they finished in the top ten um, several times, five times in the 13 years that he's been a head coach. So bringing in another kind of guy with head coaching experience, even if it's from the JUCO level, is a very smart move by Sam Pittman. Plus, they can essentially triple his salary. I think he was only making maybe just shy of 90k a year as the head coach of the junior college, and now they could triple that and still be kind of under budget for what uh, the average assistant will make under Sam Pittman, given the roughly five million dollar assistant salary pool. I like both of these hires a lot. Um, one worked under the defensive coordinator, and one was coached by um, Sam Pittman. So seems like a pretty smart move. Uh, that makes five official hires, including offensive line coach Brad Davis and retained wide receivers coach Justin Stepp. Overall, I pretty much really like what Sam Pittman has done with his staff so far. He went big, giving $1.2 million to Barry Odom, still less than what he was paying or what Chad Morris was paying um, John Chavis. So seems like a really good move. And then just if you look at maybe who Eli Drinkwitz is hiring over at Missouri, you notice he brought a lot of his App State assistants with him. And if if what Chad Morris did at Arkansas is any indication, I'm not sure uh, keeping everyone on staff is the best move. You kind of have to evaluate you want the best coach that you can get at every single position. Uh, and hopefully that's what's happening with the offensive coordinator search. I know that a lot of guys have interviewed, but maybe they're having a tough time figuring out who is the best one out of all those options. We hope that that gets announced tonight or Friday, tomorrow. Um, moving on, Arkansas is 9-1. and one. In non-conference play, I'm talking about those Razorback basketball players. Uh, they are 9-1, and one and their defense is still looking very stout, although the other night against um, Tulsa, it was a much higher scoring game than we're used to due to Mason Jones' career high 41 points. Arkansas ended up winning 98-79, to a great win at home. Um, now Arkansas will travel to Little Rock to play Valparaiso on Saturday at 7 p.m. Hutch will be there bringing you guys live updates. Unfortunately, the game will not be televised, so I know that is a huge bummer for everybody who can't be in Little Rock. It, it's a little ridiculous these days that you can't broadcast from an arena like that, but I think Hog fans have a a good reason to feel good about where Arkansas is right now. They're facing Valparaiso, who has never faced Arkansas before. They're 7-5 and five in Mountain Valley West, or the Mountain Valley Conference. They're coached by their fourth-year head coach, Matt Lautich. He's 61-49. and 49. Um, It's his first-ever head coaching gig, so 
He's been holding it down there at Valpo for a while. Um, Arkansas is 23rd in the initial net rankings release. Uh, they're 12 in RPI, and they are a 10 seed heading into you know tournament bracketing season. So it's very exciting for where Arkansas is right now. They're second best amongst SEC schools in those net rankings, which play a big role in tournament seeding. Uh, at nine and one, Arkansas is being led by two, three really consistent guys in Mason Jones, Isaiah Joe, and Jimmy Witt. They're not always hot at the same time, but Mason Jones is nineteen point six. Uh, points per game and the 41 point game that he had against Tulsa earned him his second SEC uh, player of the week award so Eric Musselman has these guys rolling Um, they had a great game on the stat sheet in terms of turnovers and stuff like that against Tulsa I'm excited to see what they do at 7 p.m in Little Rock even though I won't be there Hutch will be there Arkansas bounced back in a big way uh, after they lost at Western Kentucky on the road. But they are 9-0 when leading at halftime. So if you're judging the game based on feel and it's Arkansas is up at halftime, you know, you have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. Um, Arkansas had a 12-0 scoring run for the, for the third time in that past game. So they're good at building up those little runs. Their three-point defending is still exceptional. They're second in the NCAA in three-point defense, holding teams to 20.8%. All those things, I think, are going to add up to success when the tougher SEC schedule rolls around. Arkansas just has to play five games in December, so um, and two of those are in Bud Walton, one in Little Rock, and then two on the road. So they they have a very light load in December. They played a school record seven games in November. I guess that's why it felt like it flew by so fast. But the season is really rolling along now. Um, we've got Indiana after Valpo, and then it's Texas A&M, LSU, Ole Miss, and then we're right in the thick of things. Thanks, everybody. I hope this was an informative episode, especially on early signing day and all these guys. Um, I'll probably put something out just to give you guys a a feel for where Arkansas is at um, heading into the February signing period. And I'll put that that out next week. You can listen to it, uh, you know, when you're driving to go see your family for Christmas or anything like that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Tune in next week to the Hogbeat Hour. You can get fifty percent, or you can get twenty five percent off to Hogbeat right now uh, with code Nike, and we'll send you seventy five dollars back to spend at Nike. So try that out. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night.